Hi, it's Dwyer, gamblersadvisory.com, a free site. Bettingangle.us, a free site. It is February 21st, 2023. Let's talk about Andy Ruiz and the heavyweight division. But first, remember, the opinion you should follow, just consider this video to be a second opinion from a complete stranger online. Now, Andy Ruiz has a big decision to make. He's in his 30s now. He's not getting any younger. He has the choice of whether to fight Deontay Wilder, former heavyweight champion, five-year heavyweight champion, right? If he beats Wilder and only one man has, a guy named Tyson Fury, if he beats Wilder, then Andy is right in the mix. Understand, this is supposed to be a title elimination fight. The other choice he has is to face the guy I call the heir apparent, and I understand many of you don't agree with me. That's fine. I'm not here taking a poll. I'm just telling you how I see the lay of the land. Philip Ergovic, who is coming off the worst fight of his career, where he gets dropped by Zhang Zhili, is bleeding from the top of his head, is getting battered, and needed to make a comeback, if you believe he made the comeback, in the last few rounds of the fight. Now, I don't say this lightly, and I understand, I understand completely that if things go south against Deontay Wilder, I understand Ruiz could look bad, could get blown out, could look like Dominic Brazil, right? Hit on the side of the head, could look like Bermain's Verne, right? Both guys KO'd in the first round. I get it. But for me, this is an easy choice for Andy. The fight Andy needs to take is the Deontay Wilder fight for a few reasons. First, understand Wilder, five-year heavyweight champion, wouldn't be the only former heavyweight champion in the fight. Right? Andy himself beat Anthony Joshua. Andy himself is a former heavyweight champion. Right? So just understand, the fight out the gate has more juice, is easier to sell to the public because it would be a fight between two former heavyweight champions, right? The fight has a luster that the Ergovic fight does not have, right? Simply does not have, right? The second reason why I believe Andy needs to fight Deontay Wilder is because Andy has a much better chance of beating Wilder than he does Philippe Ergovic. Let's talk about Ruiz Ergovic before we dive into the Ruiz-Wilder fight. Understand, Ergovic has a developed back foot. This is just like Tyson Fury. This is just like Usyk. 
right? I'm not saying Ergovic is as good on his back foot as those guys are. But what I am saying is Andy Ruiz, who has the fastest hands in the heavyweight division today, and that's with all the 20-somethings in the uh, division, right? Andy Ruiz also has some of the slowest feet in the heavyweight division. He doesn't have the foot speed. So let's just figure this one out. So here is Andy on his front foot trying to catch up to Ergovic. Folks, there's going to be a cushion between the two of them. Right? Ergovic is tall. He's 6'6". Ergovic has a back foot. Ergovic has ring coverage. Much of the fight would be Andy coming forward, trying to corner Ergovic. And Ergovic, having learned his lesson from the Zhang Zhili fight, staying away, shooting a jab, winning the slow rounds off a long jab and his looping punches. Right, Andy would have a hard time cornering Ergovic. Understand, too, there's a beta side to Ergovic. Ergovic doesn't have to be alpha. He doesn't have to be the guy pushing you around. Right? I know Ergovic has a high KO percentage, but understand, if Ergovic knows that he can move away from you and hit you with a jab and win rounds that way, he's good with it. There came a time in the Zhang Zhili fight where Ergovic understood I cannot stay in the pocket with this man. So Ergovic started boxing from the outside. I believe that would be fatal to Andy's chances of winning the fight. Right? Let's remember, Andy has lost twice. Right? He's lost twice. Once was to Joseph Parker in Joe's backyard. Right? And Parker, of course, moves out of the pocket. Parker plays a stay-away game against Andy Ruiz. The second time Ruiz lost was the rematch against Anthony Joshua. Think about it. Joshua, the bigger man. Punching power in both hands. By the way, Andy has punching power in both hands. But yet, it was Joshua who played stay-away. In other words, one of the secrets with Andy besides the fact that Andy has the fastest hands in the heavyweight division, is that you simply don't want to be in the pocket with Andy. Now understand, against Deontay Wilder, and we're talking about long-range power, ring coverage, right? Wilder's a tall man himself, and that straight right hand covers a lot of real estate, doesn't it? But understand, if Andy gets inside, if he slips that right hand, and you and I know Wilder is flat-footed, you and I know Wilder needs to be alpha. Right? Even though there is a Wilder that can move. Look at the first Remains to Vern fight. We've forgotten that film where Wilder picks up the title. Right? Wilder shooting a jab, Stavern, heavy puncher, 
heavy puncher. Wilder's shooting a jab and Wilder's outside. But just like Wilt Chamberlain, who was successful from the free throw line, shooting underhand free throws Rick Barry style, did not want to shoot that way, was willing to leave points on the court because he thought he looked like a sissy. I'm not making this up. He thought he looked like a sissy shooting underhand. So Wilt, of course, came to the line, looked macho, shot overhand, and shot something like 50% or so from the free throw line for his career. Right? I'm talking about a guy who averaged 30 points a game for his career. I believe Deontay Wilder views himself as Goliath. It's a psychological thing, right? Wilder wants to be the one doling out punishment. Wilder's not thinking about, it's not an option for him to fight the fight that Anthony Joshua fought in the rematch against Andy Ruiz. Right, Wilder, huge historical knockout percentage is thinking he's the guy with the power. It's a bad visual, right? You have shorter Andy Ruiz, the shorter man, chasing the bigger man is a bad visual for a guy who sees himself as Wilt Chamberlain. Understand, Wilder in interviews has talked about how he feels he could have beaten prime Mike Tyson. Right, this is a guy who sees himself as a world beater. He doesn't have to adjust to you. You're supposed to adjust to him. So here's what I think happens. Here's why I'm taking Andy Ruiz against Deontay Wilder. Right, for the record, I think Ergovic beats both of them. For the record, Ergovic used to spar with Deontay Wilder. Right? That Ergovic-Wilder fight would start on third base, folks. But I believe Andy Ruiz knows Wilder. Two punches. Right? One is a plus. It's that straight right hand. The other one is a left hook. Wilder does have a left hook that can stun you. I believe Andy Ruiz is going to slip the right hand and get inside on Deontay Wilder. Now, what I want people to understand is Andy's not just fast-handed. That's just part of it. Andy's a combination puncher. In other words, he gets, uh, he gets inside. He's not Floyd Mayweather. He's not going to hit you with one good shot, then move away. No, 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 no. Folks, the best analogy I can come up with to explain Andy Ruiz inside is Ray Leonard. Right, folks, Andy's throwing hard punches. You want to see the fight where Andy gets inside on a taller opponent? Look at his fight against Demetranko. Right? I'm just telling you, Andy would give Joe Joyce a run for the money. I believe if Andy can get inside, and it's, it's a question that needs to be asked given Wilder's success in knocking out fighters.
If Andy can get inside, let's come up with a split here. How many punches would Andy land for every punch Wilder lands? I'm guessing Andy would land three to four punches for every punch Wilder lands. Right? And understand, Andy doesn't have to reach for Wilder. Right? Wilder, who I consider a Boxing Hall of Famer, is not Vitaly Klitschko. He's not a guy who can hide his head behind a lean. That's not Wilder's game. Right? When Andy gets inside, Wilder's going to try to grab him like he did Chris Ariola. Right, folks? That is very hard to do when you're dealing with a guy with hand speed like this. Let me say, too, the thing with Andy is that Andy isn't Joe Calzaghe. He doesn't have hand speed and then try to prioritize it with pity pads. No, Andy's in there throwing power shots in combination. And Andy can adapt on the fly. So if Andy's in a combination and you have your hand up here, which you might, because Andy hits hard. You have your hand up here to protect your jaw, protect the side of your head, and Andy sees that your body is open. In the middle of an onslaught, Andy can change the punch pattern to hit you in the body. He's not always right, left, right, left. Let me say this, too, and what I'm going to say is going to sound controversial, right? Let the chips fall where they may. You know, don't fall in love with results, right? The people in Philadelphia right now know that they could have won the Super Bowl. A couple of plays hurt them badly, right? There was a fumble. Jalen Hurts fumbles the football. That was returned for a touchdown by Kansas City. There was also a return, special teams, where the returner got all the way to like the 10-yard line. Right? Philly knows that if you give them back those two plays, and those were self-inflicted, you give them back those two plays, they might beat Kansas City. Let's go further. I'm in the Bay Area. I'm just telling you, people here in the Bay Area, I was at a bar. People here in the Bay Area believe they should have beaten Philly. Right? But, of course, Brock Purdy got his arm messed up. Right? People here in the Bay Area believe in Pat Mahomes' first Super Bowl victory. And understand, Pat has come back in two different Super Bowls from double-digit deficits. People out here believe that if Jimmy Garoppolo hit Emmanuel Sanders on a bomb where Sanders was open, life would be different. In other words, the outcomes are just one outcome out of ten, right? If the, if the teams play ten times... I don't think KC beats Philly. 
I don't think KC beats Garoppolo's old Niners. I don't think Philly beats the Niners. More than four times out of ten. Right now, we can debate it. We can debate it. Well, Andy Ruiz just fought a guy who's tougher for him, his style, than Deontay Wilder is going to be. And it's a guy who Wilder knocked out twice. I know this sounds ridiculous. But Luis Ortiz, in his 40s, is a tougher opponent for Andy than Deontay Wilder. Because understand, Ortiz, a southpaw, knows his way around the pocket. Right now, Andy gets multiple knockdowns in that fight. Not as many as were counted, right? One shouldn't have been counted a knockdown. But he hurts Luis Ortiz. And Luis Ortiz goes down. But understand what happens when Ortiz gets back up. As that fight progresses, Ortiz starts to solve Andy Ruiz. Right, so here is Andy in his worst-case scenario. He's in the pocket, which is his bread and butter. But the other guy's bread and butter is being in the pocket. Folks, that fight was a hellacious fight. Now, Andy has the better body demeanor, the better set of facial expressions than Philly Bergovic. But I would argue that Luis Ortiz, Andy Ruiz fight, was close to the same level of hell for Andy Ruiz as the ergovic Zhang Zhili fight was for Philip Ergovic. I believe against Wilder, Ruiz will take his chances with Wilder's left hook. He'll guard against Wilder's right hand. The film is out now. Right? That second knockdown in the third Tyson Fury fight which kind of mirrors the knockdown Wilder got against Robert Hellenius, right? Should put everyone on notice, especially future opponents like Andy Ruiz, that Wilder now can shorten that right hand. So since Ruiz is shorter, since Ruiz already comes in with his hands up, that's already part of his game. I believe Andy can come in, expect a bomb from Deontay Wilder, right? Wilder stops men with that punch. But if Ruiz is ready for it, has a hand up, gets inside, and goes to work on Wilder's body that doesn't have a lot of meat on the bone, I believe Andy could take out Deontay Wilder with body shots. Right? So, since I believe Andy loses a decision to Ergovic, right? Ergovic's going to be outside. Ergovic's going to be like fighting a cloud, right? You're in a lot of mist. You don't know where he is. Shots are coming back. He has the longer reach. He's hitting you with a jab. 
right? He has the better feet, so he's hitting you with the jab, and he's looking smooth with it. Right, since I believe Andy loses to Ergovic, one man's opinion, right? One of these fights is going to happen. And since there isn't the glory involved with fighting a former heavyweight champion, which is what Andy would be doing against Deontay Wilder, right? Understand, if Andy beats Wilder, then he's in the conversation on the Wilder career, which will end up in the Hall of Fame. Right, then you would say, yeah, Wilder lost to Fury, Wilder lost to Andy Ruiz. Right, then Andy's career gets that glow because then people will look further into Andy's career and will say, oh yeah, that's right, Andy was the heavyweight champ. So if I'm Andy, and I know this is not the way the public sees it, I know the public views Wilder as a huge threat and views Ergovic as a face in the crowd. Isn't that the consensus? Right, if I'm Andy, I take on the huge threat. Because, let's be blunt here, the huge threat is actually the more winnable fight. I like Andy Ruiz over Wilder. You know what the hedge is. It's Wilder by stoppage, right? We've seen countless fights, both Luis Ortiz fights, where the other guy's outboxing Deontay Wilder. I don't care what the scorecards say, right? I saw those fights. The other guy's outboxing Wilder. Wilder literally only has to be right once, right? Wilder hits you the right way once, you're diminished. You can't come back. You're trying to look bold and stuff like that. Your knees are shaking. Right? I like Andy Ruiz, likely to be the underdog. Right? There's a bias against guys carrying weight. Let's just say it as it is. Right? Andy's likely to be the underdog. You're likely to get great odds. I like Andy Ruiz to beat Deontay Wilder. I'll hedge the play with Wilder by KO, right? If Andy fights Ergovic, I believe Ergovic likely is the underdog, especially after that Zhang Zhili fight, right? And I'm expecting Zhili to shock a lot of people against Joe Joyce, right? That's going to be a great fight, right? I'm expecting Ergovic to be the underdog against Andy Ruiz. I think Ergovic beats him. The hedge, for me, will be the over. Right? Understand, neither Ergovic or Ruiz has ever been stopped. So I'll take Ergovic, great odds, and I'll take the over in that Andy Ruiz fight. That's a dangerous fight. One of the reasons why Ergovic, in my opinion, is the heir apparent is because he has great legs. Because he can move away from you. Right? And I believe boxing's a humbling sport. If Ergovic had delusions that he was bulletproof before, and I know his people have asked for an immediate purse bid here, those delusions had to have been dissipated 
by his last performance, right? I'm sure as they were tabulating the judges scoring, the Ergovic people were looking at each pe uh, at each other thinking, we might have lost this fight. Anyway, that's how I see it. Let me hear from you. I understand there's going to be some disagreement here. Okay, fair enough. But as I see it, the Andy Ruiz-Deontay Wilder fight is the glamour fight. Whoever wins that fight is going to have extra glow, right? As I see it, too. While I don't dispute that Wilder has the bigger punch than Ergovic, Wilder isn't the boxer Ergovic is. Let me also say, too, that Wilder, all he has to do to be in the Hall of Fame is to retire, right? I believe he's put in the work. Tyson Fury's unbeaten right now. I believe if I ask 10 men on the street, who gave Tyson Fury his toughest fight? I'm guessing at least nine of the 10 are going to say Deontay Wilder, right? Because Wilder knocked down Tyson Fury multiple times in multiple fights, right? That Fury series, as well as the five-year reign, has already put Wilder, in my opinion, in the Hall of Fame. So if I'm Andy Ruiz and I'm trying to make my resume look as hall-worthy as possible while putting myself in position for the biggest fights possible, I fight Deontay Wilder next. That's how I see it. Let me hear from you. I hope you leave your comments in the comment section of this YouTube video. Let me also point out, too, a fighter's fighter, Evanda Holifield, right? Speaking of the Hall of Fame, right? Evanda Holifield, a guy who fought Tyson, fought Riddick Bowe, great fighter, right? A guy who fought Lennox Lewis multiple times, was admittedly older, but he made the mistake of sparring with Andy Ruiz. What I want people to do here is to Google Holifield interviews where he talks about Andy Ruiz, right? Understand, Holifield, a guy who had a lot of courage, right? A guy who fought several big fights where he was not the betting favorite, right? Holifield, a lot of courage, a lot of talent. Feels that Andy Ruiz is a future champion. <laughs> Holifield could not believe up close Andy's hand speed, right? So just to understand, don't fall for the poker persona Andy Ruiz brings to the table, right? You see him, he has somebody fat on him. They talk to him. He doesn't sound like he's from the rough part of the hood, right? You know, you, you, you look at him, he's not growling at the opponent. He's not trying to intimidate the opponent. Right, folks, this is a dangerous man. I think he beats Deontay Wilder. Let me hear from you. I look forward to your comments in the comment section of this YouTube video. Thanks for stopping by.